We're beginning a series of messages through Hebrews 11 about faith. That's what we're going to be walking with and through this morning and for the entire summer. And so uh, we, want to, we want to kind of hook you in to, to see what a life of faith looks like. This morning we'll read from Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. And this is the very word of God. <clears throat> now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found, because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Let's pray. Oh Lord, would you teach us faith? Would you give us faith? And would you give us more and more the fruit of a life of faith and blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. So, what is faith? And why is it important? It's important because everybody has it. Everybody has faith. This is not a debatable point. At least everybody has faith according to the definition of faith in Hebrews 11.1. We all have faith in someone. We all have faith in something. Let me just begin by some of the smallest things that that kind of demonstrate that. And and maybe we'll migrate over to the really life-defining things that, that show that we have faith. I'll give you a great example. You can't even drive on a two-lane road without faith. You don't get into an airplane without faith. You don't make a, uh, an investment with your money without faith. And several things that lawyers write underneath. You don't go to the doctor without faith. Verse 1, now faith is the assurance of things you hope for. It is the conviction of things not seen if it's something you see already and can touch already in the material world it's not faith in fact the bible talks about whether we walk by faith or by you know what it is sight if you can see it it's not faith you don't see it but hebrews 1 says that you reach out into the future as if you have grasped it It is the assurance. It's like almost touching it. It is real belief. 
in what will be for reasons that make sense to you. You reach out into the future as if you have it, as if you've already laid hold to it. Faith gets on an airplane thinking you're going to be in Atlanta in an hour. Or you're going to be in London in nine hours. And you believe that. And you have faith in that. Or you wouldn't get on the airplane. And if there was a terror alert and they said, hey, we've got a terror alert, but you can go ahead and get on the airplane if you want to anyway, you probably wouldn't get on the airplane. You know why? Because you don't have faith that you'll get to Atlanta in an hour. What we believe really decides what we do. That's the bottom line. That's Hebrews 11. What we believe decides what we do. What we have faith in equals what our life is about and will be about. As one scholar puts it, faith is a common denominator of life. So let's just be done with this disparaging of faith versus reason. Let's just be done with this disparaging of faith is one of those stupid things that's imaginary that religious people have if that kind of thing is good for you you can have it as well let's be done with that language because in hebrews 11 faith is defined it's the only place in the entire scriptures where faith is this clearly defined and hebrews 11 says that you never divorce reason from faith in fact Faith has its reasons. Isn't that wonderful? Now, the bigger, really life-defining things. We might put it this way. We move in a direction by faith, believing that those people Or that thing that we are putting our faith in can and will deliver what we really think, reason, that they can deliver in our lives. For instance, our faith might be in money. A lot of people, their their true faith, you know, we act out on what we believe. Their greatest fears are about money. Their greatest joys are about money. You know, their true faith, it might be in money and all that we can just taste it already. All that money can give us. All that money can do to make our lives. Or our faith might be in a relationship that we hunger for. Or sex, even divorced from a relationship. And all that we imagine that this might do for us and how we might feel about ourselves as a result of it. Or... Faith could be in that long-coveted position of power or authority or influence that will just make our life. If we could just be one of these, then we would, quote, have it made. Isn't that the way human beings talk? Y'all, that's faith. That's nothing but faith. But faith in God is different. Faith in God is different. You see, putting faith in God himself is different than putting faith in another person or in stuff or in money. Now, putting faith in God himself 
believes that God Himself will give us what is best. With God, the difference is is that we have primarily our faith in Him because it has been reasoned within our hearts that it should be so. That it is a blessing to put our faith in God and His goodness and His choice who is the beneficent. I mean, sure, we can trust God for things. That's, that's, very, that's very appropriate. Uh, no problem, but our primary faith is in Him. Look, faith, regardless of what it's in, is only as good, as, as, as only as true, only as reliable as its object. You know, if you're going to put your faith in something, whether it's small or it's great, you might want to find out whether it can bear the weight of your expectations. You might want to find out, find out whether it's truly worth putting your life into. Your faith into. You know, faith with God is different as well. Because faith in things is very insecure. And we know that they can't deliver. And even when they do, we just want the next one. And we know that people are sinners. Me and you and selfish. We know that people are going to let us down. Have y'all figured that out yet? And so there's not a real lot of rest when we put our faith in things or people. But you know, we can rest when we put our trust in God because we don't always have to be the all-knowing decider. Do, do I really know what's best? And next month, will it be something else? And I saw that they had this, and I saw that they did this, and I'm turning it this way. I mean, there's no rest for the weary. We don't have to be the, the all-knowing decider of what is best. God is. Rest. God is. In Hebrews 11, 1 through 6, we learn that faith that matters most is rooted in two things. You can write these down. These are the points. You thought I was going to preach a pointless sermon, didn't you? They are. First, faith in who God is. And secondly, faith in what God has said. Faith in who God is and faith in what God has said. The first is faith in God himself. Who God is before all things were even created. God himself. This is verse 3. By faith, we read, Hebrews eleven three. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word, the speaking of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Our faith is in God who brought into being solely by the power of his voice all that we see. There was a time, you understand, when what we see, the cosmos, the universe, the world, the planets, everything, we can't even see it all. But there was a time when it did not exist. You know, it is a proven fact, scientifically or otherwise, that matter does not come from nothing. I understand energy can be translated into matter. Don't come tell me that after the sermon. And I understand you can translate matter back to energy. But what you can't do is have matter from nothing. 
There's not a scientist in the world that would tell you that matter can be created from nothing. No, and what this suggests is there has to be an origin of matter, right? It had to show up somehow. It had to show up at some point. And the question, folks, is how did it show up? It has to do with an origin. All the debates. Hebrews 11.3 just cuts through all the debates. We're not here to talk about processes. We're not here to talk about hypotheses. We're not here to talk about extrapolations from observations. We're here to talk about origins. In Hebrews 11 and chapter 3. No one to this day can explain the origin of the universe. you understand that? I'll give you an example. One of the theories is the Big Bang Theory. It's probably the most popular, well-known one. Hey, the real issue of, of, of Hebrews 11 isn't that, that a, gassy, a giant gaseous mass that was all that existed exploded and, and, and this is how we have all that we have. That's not, this process, this, this, this extrapolation is not what, uh, Hebrews 11.3 is about. No, Hebrews 11.3 asks this question. Where did the giant ball of gas come from? And we listen. And we listen to men without the Word of God. And, and we don't hear, it's crickets. Or it's lame. And it makes no sense. And it is contrary to reason and so easily defeatable because something can't come from nothing. And only God, only God can create something out of nothing. Because that's supernatural, isn't it? Look, you don't have to be a Christian to understand this this morning. Even if you're struggling with whether there's a God, all I'm saying is, is God, by definition, the all-powerful, the unstoppable? Only God could create something out of nothing. So we put our trust, our faith in God because of reason. God, if there is a God can create something out of nothing, and we are right here touching something with no explanation except for God. And he is worthy and reliable as an object of our faith. He is powerful enough to create the cosmos with his word. Let there be light. And it was. He is powerful enough, wise enough, gracious enough, if he can do that, he can lead your life. He can take care of your life. Because the God of the universe, the God who is also through Jesus, we'll get there, is our dad who loves us. It just doesn't get any better than that. So, first... Faith is in God himself, the only one. Verse 3 says, we understand that the universe, let me just read it again. 
by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. And this is so wonderful. So that what is seen wasn't created by things that were already there. That's pretty smart, isn't it? Faith in God before all time. And just who he is. Secondly is faith in what God has said. Hebrews 11 is known, it's one of the most important chapters of scripture, by the way, because it's the big scripture on faith, you know, this over and over and over. It's called the Hall of Faith. You know, like we say the Hall of Fame, it's kind of like the Christian, and in Hebrew, the Christian Hall of Fame of people who had faith, like the biggies of faith, all right? And it has so many examples of people who believed that God existed, believed that God was God, and believed the Word of God, and lived with God, and all the difference that it makes. So in Hebrews 11, this is going to be really fun to see these examples all summer. We not only get the God who is, we not only get what God has said because He really cares, loves us, and wants to give us what is best, but we get to go to school on the heroes of faith. We get to see what God actually did in their lives as a result of their white-knuckled faith in this God who is worthy as the object of our faith. And so, what they learned in their lives is that God's word to them was as sure as God himself. I want you to think about that. That God's word is as sure as God himself. Can you trust God's word? Is there anything else you can trust? Will you turn and follow them and go away from me? Also, Jesus said, to whom shall we go, Peter said. Only you have the words of life. First two today. Abel and Enoch. Abel and Enoch. Let's start with Abel. Abel shows us faith in in God's grace, Enoch shows us what faith in God's grace looks like in a daily life. Abel, faith in God's grace, the ground of faith. Enoch, what that looks like in a daily life. So let's begin with Abel. Verse 4, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. Through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. You have to go back to Genesis 4 to read the story of Cain and Abel, we call it. Of Abel and Cain, Hebrews we call it. Uh, Genesis 4, 4. You might turn there if you want to check this out. Genesis 4, 4 says that Abel, quote, and I'm using the King James because it's so awesome. I love poetry that feel. Genesis 4, 4, Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and the fat portions thereof. Okay, stop with me and think. The firstborn, does this sound familiar? Bring the firstborn lamb separate the fat, this part will be a sacrifice this way, the fat portions will be later an aroma pleasing to God. God taught Abel and Cain 
We read in verse 4 to bring the firstborn of the flock and the fat portions thereof. Y'all, that's Leviticus language. That's very specific language. And just as God had sacrificed animals and blood for blood, life for life after the fall, to have skin to clothe Adam and Eve and the animal blood substituted for the blood of Adam and Eve. So now God institutes a regular sacrifice that is all about a substitute. It's all about how someone else pays with their life so that you can have your life. How the penalty of sin falls on someone else or on a lamb rather than on you. This is what the sacrificial system of Israel, as you probably know, was all about. And so Abel did did respond to God's word about grace in these specific instructions. God's word, do this, Genesis 4.4. Two verses later, Genesis 4, 6, Then the Lord said to Cain, All right, got to know what happened. Abel brought the firstborn of his flock and the fat portions thereof, just like he's supposed to. Cain showed up with something else. Cain was a farmer. Cain threw some radishes and Cain threw some zucchini squash. And I'm sure it would have tasted good, but it's not what God said. And there's no blood in a zucchini squash. I mean, I'm not against zucchinis. But I'm trying to say that a zucchini will not do. It is blood for blood, life for life. All this picturing Jesus, who will give his life once and for all to cover sin. God rejected Cain's sacrifice of zucchini squash, but accepted Abel's sacrifice of the firstborn, firstborn, and the fat portions thereof. Look at Genesis 4-6 if you're open there. You know, there's this tender moment. You know, we, we go straight to Cain killing Abel because we kind of, a lot of us know that Bible study, Bible story. But you know, we, you shouldn't do that. Genesis 4-4 about the firstborn. Genesis 4, 6, I want you to picture God putting his arm, so to speak, around Cain. Genesis 4, 6, then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? I mean, isn't that great? God didn't go, I rejected your, your sacrifice and here's the reason. God puts his arm, so to speak, around Cain. He says, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? And then he says, if you walk it back, And do what is right. Don't you know that you will be accepted? Isn't that beautiful? I mean, people who are parents say that. Son, you know, we don't want to do that anymore. If you just kind of walk it back and do it right, don't you know it's going to turn out better in in the end to, to do it this way? Cain will have none of it. Cain will have none of it. Abel trusted in God's word to him about a substitute, this grace of God, this atonement. Cain is the father of false religion that seeks to appropriate God by other means than grace, by other means than substitution, atonement, through blood. His religion, by the way, is summed up in Scripture in Jude 11 
as, quote, the way of Cain. And we are warned in Jude 11 to not turn away from the grace of God, to not go, quote, the way of Cain, but to have faith in the substitute as the basis of a real life, won by blood, freely given through faith to those who come to him. That's Jude 11. And uh, we see that it didn't take very long for the true religion to be persecuted by the false religion. Two verses later than the last one we read, Genesis 4, 8. Now Cain, this is after the arm around Cain moment. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Let me just reread verse 4 and we'll go to Enoch. Hebrews 11:4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he, which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through faith, though he's dead, he still speaks. And what does Abel say? It's still and always by blood of another. And be thankful. And this sacrificing God is worthy of our faith. You can trust a dying Savior on a cross who's giving it all for you. So, Abel, what grace through faith, through substitute looks like. Enoch, also about the word of God. Also believing what God has said and acting on it in faith. Enoch shows us that a life of faith is a grace life that seeks to please the Lord. Now, there's, there's, a, there's a little phrase that we don't use much in our modern, please the Lord. We're a little afraid of this idea of finding out what pleases the Lord. We're a little afraid that maybe that'll just be some rules that get set down on us, you know? This isn't about rules. This is about our heart and whether we love God. This is about our faith, whether we believe that God's Word is better than our ideas, you see. This is about whether we believe that God's grace is not only to know Him, but all the good gifts that come from the Father of lights, come from above, by trusting in what God has said and living our lives, quote, to please the Lord. Enoch was the only the seventh down from Adam in the line of Seth. And let's read about Enoch in Hebrews 11. Now we're at verse 5. By faith. Every, by the way, everything starts with by faith. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not taste death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Abel. And then Enoch show us that faith is about grace first. And a life of faith is what a life of grace begins to look like. And the shape of our hearts and belief in God's good intentions for us, given by his word. God's not trying to hold anything back from us. We believe that God is good. 
Okay, Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. I do want you, if on your bulletin, just will you write that one down? That's one I want you, I just one I'm going to tell you to go back and read. Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. And here it is. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light. Do you see it? Now you've got him. Now you're light. So live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And, verse 10, find out what pleases the Lord. There it is. There it is. Now You were darkness. Now you're light. You've got the grace of God. God loves you. God wants to lead you. Let's live a life of light. And how do we do that? Let's find out what pleases the Lord. Enoch shows us confidence in God's word to learn how to please God. But also, for God to bring the very best of God-given life to us. See, it's not, not just like a probation. God really wants us to live with Him. He really wants to give us His best. And this is through faith. Through faith that comes through grace. And the grace life looks like, are you ready for it? Walking. Walking. That's the metaphor. You see, it's a life. It's a continual journey. It is walking. First uh, Timothy 6.17 talks about how people who know Jesus can, quote, take hold of the life that is truly life. Now, that's not a riddle, y'all. That means there's living, kind of like breathing, existing, and getting by on the best way we can with our wits and our best reasoning. There's living, and then there's life. Zoe is, or Zoe, the, 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 the girl's name. Zoe, it, it means quality. It, it, it means this, this breath of, of blessing. It means to be alive, but it doesn't just mean to exist, to take hold of the life that is truly life. Here's the question for you this morning. Do you want to just live by your own wits, in your own faith, by your own reasons, or do you want to take hold of the life that's truly life through a walk with God? You know, that same passage talks about money. Uh, interestingly enough, First Timothy 6.17, if you want to write it down, and not putting our faith or our hope in money, but rather being generous. All right, let's go back to Genesis 5 now. We were in Genesis 4, you know, about Cain and Abel. Now we'll read a little bit about Enoch. It's just one chapter later in Genesis 5. It is Genesis 5, 4. And how Enoch shows us that you can trust in, have faith in the Word of God. Quote, Enoch walked with God and was no more because God took him. The life of grace through faith is a walk. It's in a direction. And here's the great thing. It's with God. And God with us. And Enoch walked with God and was no more. Enoch walked with God. And Enoch entered paradise because God took him. 
Um, as we please the Lord, we are pleased. It's the life that's truly life. You know the best thing? And I know I try to come up with illustrations, and some of them are not that great. And I don't know if this one's great or not. But, um, you know, it has to do with, um, with people that need to eat what's good as opposed to eating junk food. Now, you may say that eating junk food is good. And I think that your doctor would disagree with you. Because eating junk food does not deliver what your body needs. But have you ever noticed that as you eat good food for a period of time, you stop wanting junk food? Have you ever noticed that? That doesn't happen in my life very often, by the way. But it's the coolest thing. And it's like if you, if you like ate a Big Mac, you feel sick. And it was like that. And it had this relationship with God. And in it was living to please God. And Enoch was eating the good food. And Enoch developed a taste for the good food. And it was good for him. And it was close to God. And, and, and we're talking about his whole life. Walking with God, y'all, takes faith. It takes faith. The world tells us to put our faith in so many things other than the Lord. And to seek to get life from things. To squeeze real life out of these things. And they just simply can't deliver what God alone can deliver. Enoch walked with God and one day he was translated. One day he entered a garden city with God without ever tasting death. In Cruz language, it was a several cabin upgrade for Enoch as he walked with God. So let me ask you this question as we end. God Believing that he's worthy of our faith just because of who he is. And we can see that because he created everything there is out of nothing. The word of God about grace and substitution as the only ground to know a holy God. And about a life of faith, learning through the word of God and walking by faith to please the Lord. Here's the question. So... Where do you want to put your faith? You've got to decide that in your life. I don't mean right now. Are you going to put your faith finally, I mean, talking about your real faith in things, you're going to put it in people or in the God of grace and daily fellowship with God? Let's conclude uh, with the last two verses of our text, uh, or last verse of our text, rather, verse 6. And then it all kind of sums up this way. Quote, Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I love how William Barclay puts this in a very homespun way. You know how we started by saying, hey, Everybody has faith. You don't get on an airplane without faith, etc. So the question is not faith or not. It's what, what you're going to put your faith in. Well, just so, you know, you can't please God without faith. This is also a, a universal principle that you don't have to be a believer to, to understand. And, and let me just quote William Barclay. He says, it's impossible for a child to please his father unless he has confidence in his father. 
It is impossible for a wife to please her husband or a husband to please his wife unless they have confidence in each other. Just so, God cannot be pleased with the man or woman who has no confidence in him but doubts the truth of his word, doubts his promises, doubt that he it does not, and does not believe that his ways are right or he is qualified to rule the entire creation and their lives. He says the requirement of faith or confidence in God is not arbitrary. It's just what we require of our children, of our spouses, of our friends. Isn't that fascinating? The difference is God and how worthy he is. How trustworthy he is. How he has never, ever failed a promise. Ever. And will not. Faith is an ordinary thing. We find out faith in God is an extraordinary thing. And notice that it wasn't just about believing in God, that God exists. It wasn't just about doing something to be rewarded. No, not just about. It was believing in God and drawing near to God. You read that in verse 6? You want to draw near to God. You believe that He is. And you believe He is the the rewarder of those. He's, He's the loving rewarder of this faith of those who diligently seek Him. He rewards us with Himself. And all that flows out of this. Oh, the Gentiles, Jesus said, seek after these things. But you, seek first the kingdom of God righteousness all these things will be given to you but you put your trust in the one who is alone trustworthy the one who is before all things the one who spoke it and it was the one whose word has never failed nor will it ever fail this is the life um The one who did not spare his own son, will he not also, along with him, his son, freely give us all things? Verse 6, for whoever would draw near to to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Faith in the God who is before all things and what he has said, grace through faith, a daily life of faith that yields The life that is truly life. And only by faith. Let's go deeper this summer. With example after example. Let's learn on other people's putt. Let's learn in other people's experience about faith. Let's pray. Lord, we come straight to you in this prayer. You are God and God alone. We are in awe of the difference between you and us. Not only in your being and power and wisdom and all these things, but in your trustworthiness. If you've never put your trust in Christ, who has given himself as the Lamb of God in blood sacrifice as a substitute for your life. As all our sins were placed on him And he was punished in our place. And you would like.
to receive this free gift through faith. Just pray with me. Lord, I see it. I can't believe it. Now I get it. And I want to turn from everything I've called Christianity. And I want to turn from everything that I've called religion and put my trust, Jesus, in what you have done in your self-sacrifice for me. Thank you that even now you've come into my life. Thank you that my life is new. Thank you that I have the Holy Spirit. Thank you that my life is now purposed by you and my future is bright, as bright as heaven, finally. Oh God, many of us have walked with you and we, we struggle, I, I struggle with putting our faith in things that cannot deliver. Brother or sister, would you be so bold as to ask God this morning to help see where that might be true so that you might and I might be released from the tyranny of those idols that cannot save and those idols that cannot satisfy. Oh Lord, would you bring yourself forward in our lives yet again and would you help us to know that your promises are sure. Give us a taste of the reality of all that you want to give us. Help us to live by faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.